Nationals police spokesman and former member of the forces, Mark Mitchell. He joins me now. Good morning, Mark. Morning, Nick. How are you this morning? Great, thanks. I don't want to talk to you about the weather, but I want to talk to you about... <laughs> about were you in yeah. Auckland yesterday? Yeah, oh, the weather was stunning on Sunday. My sister ran a fundraiser for Starship, and it was like summer. Oh, uh, it, was, it was beautiful. Yeah. Well, it wasn't too bad on Wellington yesterday. I'll accept it. Why don't police already have access to this kind of information and surveillance? I was completely blown away when I read this this morning. Yeah, look, that is a really good question. It's, it's one that's going to have to be answered by the police themselves. But you'd think that um, it may be an anomaly in the system that they have to enter in a vehicle that's stolen. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but you'd think that they could come up with an agreement with these companies so they could actually access that information. What did it make you feel when you read that? I just think it, it did raise questions in terms of um, is there an anomaly in the system that they need to just look at and iron it out and get it fixed? Um, I haven't heard what the police um, ministers had to say. It's very important that he, he comes out and actually clarifies exactly what's going on um, because obviously at that time there was probably a fair bit of political pressure coming on the police as well. Do you think, um, so, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to know no, whether you thought it was a commonplace that police have to lie to get information and why, why do two private companies have all this information? Just, I'm not sure I can work the one out. No, the, the police, look, in my view, the police will never will, would never put themselves in a position where they have to lie or mislead to get information. I think it's probably more likely an anomaly in the system that they're going to have to have a look at, a close look at. Um, in, in this one case, I think, I haven't seen um, the statement from the police yet. I will go and have a look at that, and I certainly haven't heard any comments from the minister yet. But it's important on both fronts that they come forward, that they're transparent and just explain exactly what happened. How do you think this will change people's uh, perception of and trust of the police? Well, I hope it doesn't because, you know, the police at the moment are really under the pump. They're dealing with a tidal wave of um, serious criminal offending. That through uh, that thin blue line is, is stretched to breaking point. We've got one of the best, most professional police services in the world. Um, this is uh, We don't know the full circumstances around this. That it's important that the minister comes on. He should be on the show with you right now actually explaining exactly what's going on and, and dealing with this so that there isn't a, um, a loss of confidence in our police because right at this time in New Zealand, it needs to be the complete opposite. We actually need to have more confidence and faith in our police and getting behind them uh, and doing what is a very difficult job at the moment. Do you think there's any politics in this? I don't know. We, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, like I said, if you look at it in context at that time, um, there was probably um, you know a fair bit of political pressure is coming from... Um, coming from the government as well, but we won't know that until actually the minister comes forward and the police commissioner actually comes forward and explains what happened. You see, I don't think they've done anything wrong. I think that, I mean, I don't like the idea that they had to lie about the stolen cars, but I think they've got to do whatever they can to get the information that they required. Uh, do you think the same way? Absolutely, and like that's why I think in this case, Nick, for me it looks like there could be, number one, an anomaly in the system that they have to fix. Um if the police have to enter in stolen to actually be able to generate and get the information they need, that needs to be look at, looked at. We don't know if it's a one-off, and we don't know the full circumstances behind it. And that's why we're not prepared to judge until we've actually heard from the police minister and actually explains exactly what went on and what happened. I mean, I'm sure you did, but I'm going to ask this question because I didn't. Did you know yeah. that two private companies had access to so much of our information, private information? To be honest with you, I, I, don't, I still don't, am not aware of exactly how much information those private companies 
do have access to, but yes, I was aware that the private sector are in a position to be able to collect data through CCTV, camera networks and, and things like that. Wow. Thanks, Mark. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Appreciate Thanks, your time. Thanks. Mark Mitchell, who's the National Police Spokesperson and former policeman himself, and he's done a lot of private security stuff as well. So uh, that updates us a little bit.